Folks, welcome back for another episode of Mayhem in the Mid-South. This is going to be episode 10, Bloody Lester Street, part 1. For our story today, we're going to use the statement of facts as presented by the Tennessee Supreme Court during their hearing regarding Jesse Dotson's appeal of lower court decisions regarding his convictions. So everything you're going to hear is official. It's March of 2008. 30-year-old Cecil Dotson Sr., his fiancée, Marissa Williams, and Cecil's five children, ages nine years to two months, are living at a house at 722 Lester Street, Memphis, Tennessee. That's in an area of Memphis known as Binghampton. The house is just a couple of blocks north from Summer Avenue. Cecil and his family had been living in that home for about five or six months. Cecil worked as a maintenance man in an apartment complex in Memphis. Now his brother, Jesse, he lived with his sister, Nicole Dotson, in her apartment, Goodwill Village. Uh, that's in North Memphis. That's up in the around the Hollywood area. And he worked with his father, Jesse Dotson Sr., as a painter. Now, Junior, as he was known by his family, had moved in with his sister in August of 2007. Now, he had just gotten out of prison on a murder charge after serving about 18 years. Now, throughout this episode and the uh, following episode, you may hear me refer to Jesse Dotson as Junior, which is what his family calls him. On Saturday, March 1st, 2008, Jesse Sr., his son Junior, and a fellow named William Waddell, who is Cecil and Jesse's half-brother, they went to Cecil's house on Leicester to watch a University of Memphis basketball game, which was supposed to be televised. Now, when they arrived, Cecil was there, his fiancée, Miss Williams, and the five children. Now, the group was unable to watch the ball game. Cecil's television wouldn't pick up the game. So Jesse Sr., he left Cecil's house around 6 or 6.30 p.m. on the 1st. The last time he would see his son Cecil, he was sitting on the porch cleaning his grill, getting ready to barbecue. Now their half-brother, Mr. Waddell, he left Cecil's house about 10.30, 11 o'clock that night. 
when he left, everybody was still in one piece and alive. Next morning, Sunday, March 2nd, 2008, Jesse Sr. arrives at his daughter's apartment to pick up Junior so they can go to work. Now, Junior wasn't there. Nicole didn't know where he was. So now Jesse Sr. tells Nicole that when you get a hold of him, you tell him if he wants to keep his job, he better call me. Now sometime that evening, Junior, he calls his daddy, Jesse Sr. Said that he couldn't call any earlier because his girlfriend, Sheila Jones, had hidden his cell phone after an argument. Now, Junior didn't go into any explanation as to why he missed work. Now, later on the evening of March the 2nd, Junior and Mr. Waddell, his half-brother, they went to dinner. And Junior said something to Mr. Waddell about going by and picking up Cecil. Evidently, Junior wants somebody else to find the bodies. Now, Waddell said he tried to call Cecil numerous times and hadn't been able to get a hold of him. So the decision was made not to go by Leicester Street and check on Cecil. Now, it's the next day, Monday, March 3rd, 2008. Junior rides to work with his daddy. Now, Jesse Sr. picked him up about 8 a.m. And they worked for about three hours, and then they had to stop because it was raining. Now, later that same day, Junior calls his dad, tells him that Nicole wants him to drive by Cecil's house because Miss Smith, who is the mother of one of Cecil's children, the two-year-old named Cecil II. She's worried something's wrong. She says she's been un- unable to reach Cecil by telephone since early on Sunday, March the 2nd. And she had went by the house on Leicester Street and knocked on the door at around 3 p.m., she said the door was partially open and the radio was playing. She didn't see anyone or hear the children. She did mention she had seen the television just inside the door and noticed photographs on the wall across from the door. Now, on March the 3rd, Miss Smith found out Cecil hadn't shown up for work. Now, his relatives hadn't heard from him. She tried to call him some more, still couldn't get him to answer. Uh, she had called Mr. Waddell numerous times at his work, expressing her concerns. Now, he told her, go on, call the police. So she took his advice and she called the police early evening of March the 3rd 
She waited outside the Lester Street address for the police to arrive. First officer on the scene was Officer Davis. Now, he would testify later that when he walked in the front door, he could smell the dead bodies. And that's an awful smell, by the way. The storm door was closed, but the interior door was partially open, and he could see a person's foot lying on the floor inside. Entering the front door, Officer Davis discovered four adult bodies. They were later identified as Cecil, his fiance, Miss Williams, a Hollis Seals, and a Shindra Robertson. All appeared to have sustained multiple gunshot wounds. Officer Davis said he didn't check for vital signs because it was obvious to him they were deceased. Now Davis, along with two other officers, they continued through the house searching for survivors and suspects. They had a fourth officer secure the front door. Now, Officer Davis, he noticed blood throughout the house, but none have appeared to be fresh. Davis saw someone in the hallway bathroom and discovered nine-year-old CJ in the bathtub with a knife blade stuck in his head. Now, at first, Davis believed that CJ was dead, but then he noticed the child's eyes twitch. And he told the other officers he'd found a survivor, and he continued to clear the house. Now, they went down the hall, and there's a bedroom on the left side of the hallway, which would later be known as bedroom two. Davis discovered four-year-old Samario, and he was dead. Now, in the next bedroom, which would later be known as bedroom one, Officer Davis discovered two-year-old Cecil II and five-year-old Cedric, both of whom appeared dead, according to Davis. Now, another officer in the house had located a two-month-old, Sunilia, who was still alive. They carried her out of the house. Now, the officers stepped out of the house, and Memphis Fire Department personnel went in. Davis told them that there was one victim that they knew for sure was alive in the bathroom. Now, one of the firefighters named Vosberg, Jason Vosberg, he said you could smell the blood in the air when he approached the house. Described as a thick, spoiled smell, like it had been there a while. Firefighter and an EMT, Daniel Moore, he was told to check the adult victims see if any of them were alive. He said he never actually touched them because it was obvious to him they were deceased. He said you could just look at them and know they were dead 
and he went on to describe it as a horrific scene. There was blood everywhere. He said it was obvious they'd all been down for a while. He described the blood as definitely old. Now when Vosberg and another paramedic entered the bedroom one, Cecil the second they determined was deceased. But Cedric was still alive, so they carried him outside to an ambulance. Now Vosberg is then told that there's another victim in the other bedroom. He went back inside, and Vosberg and Moore went to the bathroom. Where a firefighter, Herbert Henley, Henley was attending to CJ. Now they got CJ out of the bathtub and they took him to the ambulance and he was transported. Fireman Henley recalled seeing cuts on CJ's face and uh, that knife blade sticking out of the top of his head. He said the bathroom was a mess and there was blood everywhere. Now Moore said that when he and Vosberg had went in the bathroom, CJ turned his head. The next thing we saw was, was that knife blade stuck in his head. He said it was one of the most horrible things he'd ever seen. You got to remember, these are paramedics and firemen working in Memphis, one of the most violent cities in the country, so they see bad things. They see the evil of what humans do to each other. So when he tells you it's the most horrible thing he'd ever seen, you can take his word for it. 